0: What's up everyone, welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host Ryan Kramer and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started what's up everyone ryan kramer from ping pong payments here thanks for joining us on another episode of crossover commerce episode 47 we're just cruising our way through uh 2021 with all the insights and efforts that people are going through uh in e-commerce today uh we wanted to make it a little more laid back uh i have a colleague and friend over at helium 10 we just kind of wanted to talk about e-commerce trends and a little bit about what we're seeing going on in 2021 it's friday we don't want to be any super serious. I think there's a lot of things that people are starting to come out with in terms of data. So this is our invitation to you, the audience, if you're watching this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or uh, LinkedIn, go ahead and ask your questions below. This is live. So we want to be uh, as interactive as possible. And if you're listening to this later as a download, go ahead and ask your questions as well and tag us um, so that we can answer those in real time. More than happy to do that. You can download as uh, on either Apple uh, podcast, Apple, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcast, and I think also Spotify. So just search Crossover Commerce and you can find uh, some of our latest episodes there. There's about 10 released right now and there will be more coming out as we see fit. So today, obviously, I kind of alluded to it's our special guest from Helium Tim. His name is Barkus Patty. Barkus has actually been an Amazon seller since 2015. He helped businesses launch thousands of products on Amazon, which is awesome. Uh, we'll touch a little bit about that building tools and systems for SaaS businesses since also 2015, and brand evangelist currently with Helium 10. He's a husband, dad, DIY guy, tech nerd, and e-commerce geek. I think that just described myself as well. So I wanted to welcome to the show uh, Barkus Patty of Helium 10. Barkus, welcome uh, to uh, Crossover Commerce.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on and and uh, those kind words. Oh, You're
0: <laughs> in the mail. The checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to have friends on the show, and I don't want anyone to be upset when they walk away. So everyone's always a friend when they come on and want to share their insights, tips, and tricks. And since we are live again, I told everyone if they want to ask questions. I know it's Friday, people aren't always listening to podcasts or uh, watching live videos, but I just want to have a kind of a kind of a very relaxed AMA, if you will, of e-commerce because you're very in tune with the industry, uh, working where you do. And then I am as well with prior companies and then obviously what we do with ping pong payments. So I just kind of wanted to get, maybe if you wanted to add to your background, if just kind of set the table and then, um, you know, so that people can understand who you are, where you come from and then, uh, go from there.
1: Um, so yeah, I've been selling, uh, online since 2015. Uh, I dabbled a little bit in eBay and Etsy. Those were some tests. Um, a few years ago, just to kind of see how the market was, it was, it was, I don't know. There were good tests. Um, and, uh, I, 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 love trying to sell everywhere. Um, just testing things out like the new Facebook and Instagram shopping, where it's, uh, the checkout is still on Facebook, which th- that's a, that's a conversation I'd love to get into later. Um, but, uh, but I've also been working in the Amazon SaaS space, like a software as a service, uh, since 2015 helped people launch um, thousands of products back at the previous company. And then, uh, you know, now with Helium 10, so we're in uh, I'm in a a cool spot as far as like a role that I get to talk to a lot of customers uh, and really understand what they want and then talk to them about like, hey, you might need something like this, you know, and really just kind of help them guide their path. Uh, to success as much as we can as much as it it is with uh, either tools or resources um so uh you know it it constantly learning you know and and that's a cool thing for me
0: yeah i think like you and i are cut from the same cloth where you kind of just get this holistic view of the ecosystem and you kind of like sit back and you kind of want to look at a big picture and i think uh you know being able to do that from a very high level point of view is really an asset. I think Uh, it's almost like a Swiss RV knife of e-commerce, if you will, of maybe there's just something that if you're so narrow focused on it, it, it's hard to say like how it would talk to other systems, whether you're in a SaaS platform or you're in just kind of a service platform or, you know, just as a seller in general. Um, Where do you think like the value of being almost a, you dabble in a little bit of everything, but like maybe not so master of like one particular topic, like a PPC specialist or something like that. What were, do you, do you consider yourself that? Or I don't, uh, I don't want to sure change you if you think. Yeah. Like you're, yeah no, you're no, master one master thing or not is, is a great way to describe me. So uh, <laughs> I,
1: I just, I love learning about a lot of things. Um, and uh, I, I've had um, various degrees of success and failures with selling online. So uh, not ashamed of that it's always a learning. F- I feel like I've learned from everything. So um trying some stuff new for 2021. But yeah, like master of none is a is, uh, is, is, you know,
0: that, that was a poor choice I, of words to use. I use that term all the time. I think like, when I say I was communications major, I was everyone's like, so you're not proficient in anything. Is that true? And I go, I mean, that's not true. But that's a way to look at it. So Uh, but where you're, so you're located in Alabama. Um, you, you work remote hundred percent of the time. What's that like as a, a person who's not like interacting with colleagues, uh person to person, or at least obviously back when it was acceptable to do, is that, is that something that's hard to kind of pick up or are you traveling a lot? What's that like Um, as an evangelist?
1: When, so I've been, I've been remote for about six years and, um, Got its pros and cons. I'm an extrovert; like I love talking to anybody. This could go for eight hours if you let me. So <laughs> let's time and, it. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, I mean, I just enjoy—I just enjoy the the face-to-face interaction. Like that's you know, that's one of my flow states. It's just a, a human conversation, like face-to-face. But um, it is difficult, you know. Like there's times where I'm like, I just have to get out of the house, and that's to go to the grocery store or Walmart or Target just to get out of the house and, and, you know, get some sunlight. And, um, but you know, like I do love the flexibility of remote work, you know, and then so Helium 10 really great. Like I don't have to be in front of this computer from nine to five, Monday through Fridays. Um, I think that they are very flexible and understand that, uh, that things just need to be flexible. You know, like right now, my daughter's up here with me because my wife doesn't feel well. So, um, you know, and and a lot of people don't have that flexibility. So if, and if I need to take a couple hours and take her out of the house, take her for like an extended lunch and uh, you know, I I have that flexibility unless there's a, you know, pending meeting or something like that. But
0: yeah, for sure. So what's like a day-to-day life for almost like someone like in your position, are you, are you just kind of like, I, I guess, brain evangelist is obviously like talking about, you know, a little bit of everything. You're kind of the outspoken face of a company, if you will, but also there's a lot of collaboration process what what does someone like in your role do on a day-to-day basis is it kind of like watching the market is it helping in certain segments like what does that does that look like
1: yeah so the easiest way i like to like it it, day-to-day is different there's always some kind of type of new project that i'm working on um and uh i i have to have everything in a list or i'll forget something so um it's, it's pretty fast paced it changes um so like working on a couple of projects right now for with our customers and trying to figure out what do they need like once you sign up for helium Channel, what do you need to succeed like okay. like what specifically like it even if we can't provide it like what is that so we're kind of beta testing this thing and i don't want to give it out um it's not a new tool or software or anything um but it's just like not really hand-holding it. it's not really coaching or anything it's just like yeah continuous conversation for the first 90 days. Like what's, what's working with you right now with healing Ten? Like, what do you need from us? You know, right. what can we provide. And then if we can't provide that, do we have the, do we have the network to do that? So.
0: Awesome. Um, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that sounds like almost, yeah. Making sure that everything works for the seller and you're working on the seller's behalf. Uh, do you think that's a, so in terms of like, I Okay, we're talking about this as an asking anything. And again, for everyone who's joining us, again, happy Friday. Francois joining us on Facebook. And then uh he actually asked a quick question. Works in the works in the Amazon field. Uh what is your largest challenge that you face when scaling up your Amazon business? Because you're still an Amazon seller, correct? Or yeah. is that off the table? Um no, no, no. I still sell. Um okay, you're still selling. Yeah. Um what industry do you mind telling us? Kind of as a
1: are you uh, allowed to tell uh, us or? It's a uh, it's the it's a I actually so uh, I manufacture my own line of beard oils.
0: Uh, Nice. Yeah.
1: So uh, I've got like nine different ones. I'm ironically out of stock of everything like I I (laughs) out almost everything. Uh, No. Yeah. Pretty much everything in December before Christmas. And uh, now I'm having trouble lining up the getting everything else to. But I'm I'm restocking inventory, you know. Um, but okay. So to answer uh, Francois's uh, question, largest challenge faced when scaling up your business, it's me. It, it is like, it's, <laughs> it's me. I like, so I did, I did well Re- I consider myself, I did really well in 2016 and 17. Um, 2018, I made a bunch of mistakes like financial mistakes that like cost me and my family a lot of money, you know, and, and, it, uh, it affected me personally. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do, so I won't do anything. And I kind of put it on the back burner for a couple of years and, and essentially died. Um, so 2020, I, I've been <sighs> decided to go at it again, kind of the third, fourth quarter of, of 2020. And then December blew out a blew out note, like came out of nowhere. Like I, w- I didn't spend more money in PPC. I didn't do any outside advertising, anything like that um so it really just kind of showcased the power of amazon like and again i've been doing this six years and it's still things still surprise me every day
0: still learning something new yeah yeah uh so
1: uh 2021 is like okay i'm not a complete idiot i've decided that (laughs) Uh, let's take everything that i've learned and actually apply it so that's been the the biggest struggle for me is like getting it to like i know what i'm doing here i need to learn something here You you can't see part of but you know like i know i know a lot of things about a couple of different areas. I don't know, like PPC, I'm not that great at because I don't like it. It doesn't like half the time, (laughs) and if it makes any type of logical sense and I get frustrated, so then I'll put it on the back burner. Um, So for me, it's, it's really just me getting out of my own way and like, okay, I'm good here. Let's let let me focus on what I'm good at and then actually ask other people for help in these areas that I'm not good at. Um, So, long story short it's it's my brain that's that's my biggest uh that's my biggest are you, hurt are you brain.
0: running your are you running your brand by yourself or do you have like a team of like vas or are any other people supporting you
1: um i used to have uh, a partner back in the day i didn't work out classic story um and classic had
0: to, partner you had to get out of there had to be removed
1: it uh i it, it sucks because we were friends for like 10 years and it 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 annihilated that friendship, Uh, you know, I wish him all the best and success and everything. It just, uh, you know, I think we both regret the way we handled things towards the end. But, Mm -hmm. you know, again, classic story of partnership gone, you know, that doesn't go well. So um, but, you know, I've I've hired people to do things in the past, but I've never had like a, a team. So that's kind of the goal this year is like, what am I good at? What can I scale that to then? can I, can I get people to help me or do I need to hire people to do the other stuff that I'm not good at? So, uh, so yeah, that's, I'm actually going to try to be an adult this year. So we'll
0: see. <laughs> we all, I think we all diverted back to our childhood stages in 2020. That was kind of a, we, we just got <laughs> home. We're lazy with ourselves, but I think a lot of us, you know, grew up in different ways. Um, but I have a question for you. Maybe, um, do you, with your personal experience, maybe this is something that you've seen or other people come to you guys. Do you feel like it's something up there? It is. I told you an Amazon package would be delivered and my dog goes crazy. Um, (laughs) I called it. Um, Thank you, Paris. See, when you do live shows like this, you can never handle either dog or children. So this is, this is a fun talk. Um, But anyways, uh, when you get into business, do you suggest people that go into it with your friends or, I know some people do it with their loved ones, like their husband or wife tandem. What's kind of your, what's kind of like, I know you have your own personal kind of uh, thoughts on around that, but do you see a lot of people doing that? Whether it's, hey, we have this great idea, let's go into business together and then it's successful or you find it's more successful when you do it yourself and kind of like bring people on. You're not closely tied with a friendship or a a marriage or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think you just have to read the room, so to speak. Like I've got a one of my best friends. I would I would go into business with him for about anything. If he wanted to open up a hot dog and coffee stand, I'd be like, "Hey man, let's do it," uh, because we vibe well. Uh, we get each other. We compliment each other well. You know. Uh, you know. And same thing with my wife. Like she is uh, an an intellectual property attorney. Um, oh, cool. So our circles of people and customers will overlap quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, I'll and if somebody's you know in my circles know who my wife is, so they'll be like, Hey, how do I get in touch with Bethany? and you know, and they'll they'll talk to me about a little bit, b- about it, and then I'm like, Well, all I know is you need to talk to Bethany, so but you exactly. know,
0: I, I know nothing about intellectual property, so yeah, yeah. Let's just go I mean, to the expert, yeah. I mean,
1: uh, I mean, I know a little bit, but not enough to, to really consult on it, you know, so uh, I just know. Hey, my wife probably has the answer for it. So, uh, you know, she'll ask me questions about Amazon and selling online in general, like why would they do this and blah, 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 And then I'm asking her questions and stuff. So, um, that, that works well just because our circles, our professional circles are in are kind of overlap and, um, it's a, uh, you know, we've, we've learned, uh, over the years to like, for me, Sometimes I just need to go into a hole, meaning like I nobody come up here. Let me just skip lunch. Let me just get this this one big thing knocked out, you know, and the same for her. Like, you know, like right now she doesn't feel well. She's taking a break. I've got Charlotte up here. So, uh, you know, it just it just takes a little bit. I I think you just have to understand, like if you have a gut feeling like it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't going to work out right. You know,
0: Yeah, so. that makes sense. And is that something that you see um- you know, it's sorry, I have my notepad right here. I'm just moving it around. Um, and then again, for everyone who's joining us, hi, David, uh, for watching on uh, YouTube. And then a couple other questions. Uh, Francois Swan mentioned strong feedback loops are definitely important. Um, I know I know. We're, this is kind of like e-commerce in general, but I'm, I'm not afraid to, to shy away from this. Yeah. For people who know, I'm former Viral Launch, so I have my skewed opinion. I know you work for Helium 10, but the question always comes up of... You see it on YouTube all the time, the comparisons of like, "Yeah, hey, what's what's better, what's not, and not more than happy to kind of go down this road with people. Um, yeah. what differentiates Helium 10 from similar companies like Jungle Scout and Viral Launch? And I can speak on the Viral Launch behalf because I'm sure, sure you can you can do that. Viral Launch, obviously, I think a lot of people, even like Zonguru or Seller Labs or other other people like that, you're all pulling from the same data, and it's how you disseminate the data. Yeah. And I think that's what people feel most important, uh, comfortable with is How does the data get disseminated into a form where you can consume it as a customer or as a subscriber? And believe it or not, a lot of sellers, I think, use all three tools, if not multiple tools, to get the same data to feel verified with the same kind of information. Like they, they, it refreshes at a different rate and it depends on the solution. But
1: sorry, my daughter's (laughs) trying to climb behind my desk.
0: No, it's no problem. That's a no problem. Car. Uh, and then for, yeah, for instance, well, that's a great question, but I think um, it always comes up with like, what are the differences? And I think people are like, who's most accurate, like all this other stuff. Do you, yeah. do you guys have to fight all that all the time, in, especially in your field? Um,
1: I don't have to fight it. I mean, I, I think it's a valid question, but to me, it's like, what's better GM Ford or Dodge? Like, it's that kind of question. So right. everybody has great, uh, differentiating features and, and, uh, and product tools.
0: Hi, Charlotte. Oh, it's okay.
1: (laughs) uh, So like we all like a lot of our tools overlap. We all have keyword trackers. We all have product research tools. We all have PPC tools. So um, it's really what I always tell people is like, you need to uh, do your own research and decide what's best for you. Um, If I was, you know, I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people that, that have, uh, you know, multiple software tools and I recommend it because you might, love this one thing about helium tent, but then you have this there's this one thing that we don't offer with maybe jungle scout or viral launch and that's you know it, it, it like it's not a like who's better it's like what fits your business best mm-hmm. so and I if agree. you if, if you need this one uh if you need this hold on one second hey
0: oh, on. you're fine and yeah and i can i can t- jump in a little bit while marcus gets more yeah. situated so yeah that's a great question and i that was something that we always had to not challenge but also have to educate people in terms of the opportunity when you have multiple tools that kind of speak on the same area you want to do. What's kind of the double checking, double check, everything that's, you know, a cross reference in terms of a keyword, they're all pulling from the same information. But again, it's all about feel. It's all about, you know, a lot of the differences differentiate, whatever differentiates each other is how you market, how you, um, you know how you want to use it and what it ties into so those those yeah. are the unique features that are different which again everyone pulls from the same data almost constantly from that so that was a good question i think i think that's something we always run into uh, on the marketing side of things when i was there is you know what's what's different <laughs> i love this hey well i'll talk to her all the time maybe she has some insights on e-commerce <laughs> My daddy's always shipping more products from our garage
1: yeah um <laughs> Now she probably would like, uh, awesome politically correct answers. Yeah. I was going to
0: say, thanks Francois. Come on, man. Like <laughs> where, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not untrue to be honest with you. Um, I guess, I guess it's, you know, UI, if you want to go more detailed and I'm, I have no problem with that. It's UI, what countries it actually works for. Um, and believe it or not, um, as a former, of, because of the data it's you're, you're almost like partnering with Amazon in terms of these APIs sure. and what you can kind of tap into, but it gets more expensive more countries you serve as you know like different marketplaces mean more data more access to all this information how you disseminate it all so yeah. those are really the different i think most differentiating factors like helium 10 serves how many different countries like you serve multiple marketplaces right
1: we just added like two more so i don't know
0: <laughs> like we just added I <laughs> like, think like, there's always changing yeah there's always changes
1: Netherlands. so nice. i mean okay i don't know it's 12 or 13, I think yeah. right now.
0: So, yeah. and like Zonguru, I know are like, they're working in, I think Europe next week and Australia. So that's another uh, similar tool. I know there's tools that just like talk to different audiences and can help you like grow in those marketplaces. So that, that would be another differentiating factor. And then yeah. the other additional tools like PPC software, if you can tie it into that, you know, uh, management, feedback, all that fun stuff that I think a lot of tools are just kind of growing in. Um, but those are the political answers. And I mean, it's the truth. I think it's price is also a different thing. So however you yeah. feel comfortable with that and what other features like education you guys give the master class with, um, uh, I, I forget the exact technical term of it, but with Kevin King, you guys give that with oh, yeah. some of your tools. So obviously there's always those differentiating factors. Um, yeah. may, maybe like what trends are you guys seeing in 2020? Like everyone sees, sees it as maybe like a, an insight to certain factors. But then also on the flip side, it's like an outlier year. Like you said, like it's a weird, it's a weird sure. year you're trying to disseminate and even alluded to 2021 might be even something of another different year. What did you mean by that? When you mentioned like almost a weirder year than 2020? Oh,
1: just because of what's been happening in like the finance industry, you know, like right. it's unprecedented. Like uh, uh, it's, you know, it's exciting and scary, but I mean like that kind of so, I mean, to me, like, that's what I meant by just being weirder, but uh, yeah. to, like, to tie that into e-commerce, like, it just shows, like, the true power of, of building a community, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I love about social media is, like, the ability to build a community for whatever. And, and I think that that is going to continue to set successful sellers apart from the people who only sell on Amazon and don't advertise outside. Like, nothing wrong with that. But like if you really want to build to, in my opinion, if you want to build a long term brand, you need to go play where your your audience is, you know, Um, if you sell like gaming accessories, you need to live on Twitch and Discord uh, and and YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming. Like that's where you need to be so you can understand your market. Um, So, you know, it's a but and if you start building a successful audience, meaning like you're not buying these, you're not wanting people just to like and follow, like, you're truly engaging with these people. And they're,
0: um, <laughs> get down, you're gonna fall down. We don't need to see an injury live on uh, yeah. YouTube I mean, or LinkedIn no. or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> I um, don't think anyone wants to. Everyone's yeah. on their edge right now. It's like, oh my god, please don't fall
1: down. Um, yeah, my point was like, if you understand, like, if you have a truly engaged audience. And they'll follow you wherever, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of chatter about like, well, this social media company did this and this social media company did that they're always going to do those things forever. Like they're, they're, you know, they're there to sell ads. That's really it. And, you know, like, and and they're going to change their rules. I still feel like social media, like it's the internet is just kind of like the wild, wild West still, you know, like there's regulations and changes coming, whether we like them or not. So, but if you have followers, They'll go wherever you want. They'll buy your product wherever you want them to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's that's gonna, that takes a long time to build up, but I mean, like that's what we all want, you know. Nobody wants to be dependent on just Facebook or just Twitter or just Amazon or just Shopify. Um, you wanna you wanna be everywhere your customers are. So,
0: did you did you see that? Um, did you feel like a lot of people were solely dependent on Amazon, especially in the beginning of 2020 when? you know amazon just stopped taking people's goods in terms of you know if it wasn't essential goods it was going to be something where uh you know they weren't allowed to even send it to fba facilities is that something that you guys saw a lot of with your with the sellers that were working with you guys um and then how do you guys kind of learn from that is that is that where you tell people hey maybe it's best to start growing a brand off of amazon or going um, to different marketplaces
1: i think i think in the beginning I think I think in the beginning you should focus on one or the other. I don't I feel like it's extremely hard to build a build something on Amazon and then also build off Amazon at the same time because it takes both sides of the brain. And you're either good at analytics or you're good at creative. You know, it's it's very rare that somebody's good at both and can do both continuously throughout the day every day. Um, because off Amazon you're you're entirely creative. You know, it's like what type of creative am I running? How I'm learning how to talk to people um, you know, what they like, what they don't like taking that critical feedback. Um, and then with Amazon, it's, it's a lot of it is analytical. It's like, I need to optimize for SEO. I need to optimize my PPC and analyze, you know, a lot of it is just analyzing reports and stuff. So, um, I think in the beginning, you should focus on one or the other. There are incredible brands that have never sold on Amazon and they do millions of dollars a month, um, and, and and they get acquired too you know, and there's brands that do Amazon really well in the beginning and then broker off into other channels and and social media as well. So I think you have to find what fits you best. Um, I love Amazon. I have a business and a job because of it. I'm incredibly grateful, but just the power uh, that's out there and the opportunities that are out there are are just continuing to grow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then when, because us as a company, we're telling people, you know, I think a lot more companies are taking that next step in terms of international growth. And that's the exciting part is when I was looking at the top 50 most visited sites, I think recently in terms of, um, site users, Amazon is not obviously still not top, but it's one of the top marketplaces. There's obviously Walmart still, um, there's lots more marketplaces that are expanding for sellers to grow and to kind of build out their brands. I I recently learned that Target was going to open up as a marketplace. Were you guys aware of that, or were you aware of that? I've heard rumors for a yeah. few years, but I didn't I didn't I didn't know if there was anything concrete. Yeah, I just randomly happened to be speaking with uh, the company at PackView, and they they do a lot of PPC work in terms of you know working with you know third party uh, marketplaces and whatnot. And she's like, yeah, we just got you know greenlit to work with third party sellers for. Target as a marketplace, and I said, I didn't even realize that Target was a marketplace. But if you think about the model of Walmart, it would make sense that, you know, uh, you know, Target would do something very similar or even more retail. Do you see more? Do you think a lot more retail stores are going to try to shift in terms of this marketplace mentality?
1: I mean, they're going to follow the leaders, you know, you see like, um, Walmart is obviously making a huge push into third party marketplace, Mm -hmm. uh, and then delivery. Uh, so tar- Target's, you know, they have delivery now. Um, it's not in-house. I think it's through Instacart. At least it is down here. Um, so it makes sense for Target to build out their own marketplace. Uh, I I think that that is what could save some bigger companies down the road, like Shoe Station. You know, maybe they open a third-party marketplace. Like, like it's a popular, I don't know if it's national, but it's a popular um uh, I was gonna yeah. say, what is shoe station? Yeah, sorry, mind, sorry. No, yeah.
0: it's okay. But, I, I'm in Indiana. I don't know what this is. Uh,
1: it, it's just a shoe. It's a shoe store, but they're pretty big. They and they and they have a um, they have a big presence at least regionally. So I could see something like that where they start to sell third party marketplaces that are uh, related to like footwear and apparel. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, where that could, you know, in there, it's really just, it, again, just extending their brand into into different markets, which, you know, that to me, I see that happening. So, um, but yeah, I think it just makes natural sense. Everybody wants to be the next Amazon and and I don't know what that looks like, but it, it's not happening anytime soon. Uh, Hello. I, I do have a lot of, I'm excited to see what Walmart does in the next five years uh, because to me, Walmart is the biggest uh, Charlotte, Charlotte. Uh, Walmarts, you know, they have the biggest potential in my, in my opinion, Uh, just with delivery, because it's not just groceries. I think groceries is going to be a huge thing for e-commerce, but you know, if I can get all my groceries and I can get, I don't know, whatever, if I can get some office paper or like whatever, some clothing, some socks, a HDMI cable or whatever, all delivered at the same time, along with groceries, uh, to me, that's, that's huge. And it's delivered within, I don't know, 48 hours.
0: Yeah. Or it's even same day. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The same day is the, is the
1: golden, uh, you know, I guess, uh, what everybody wants to achieve, obviously. So, and that last, the last mile, you know, from UPS to your house or USP to your house, USPS to your house is, is another huge hurdle for, for everybody. So, absolutely. um, Yeah.
0: And I I was going to say in terms of like, I was talking with Chris Freiberger, he was with Inreach, and he said, you know, the biggest thing he's seeing is all these e-commerce, not e-commerce, these grocers or food product companies trying to get this into their customers' hands in real time, whether it's in Whole Foods or Amazon Fresh, which I think is no longer a thing anymore. Um, they tried it and it didn't succeed, but obviously with, um, with all the different other companies and testing that they're doing, you know, it's it's gonna happen eventually. But I think food companies is gonna be a big thing where they're trying to get their groceries delivered um, quicker, um, whether it's not just that these third parties, but just if you need one-off things, how do, you, how do you get that to these customers quicker instead of going to a grocery store, you know, having to re- rely on these marketplaces. So I, yeah. I, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, and going back to even Target, I, I had this like meme for some reason come up in my head where it was, I'm going to go on Walmart or target.com and I'm going to walk away and have spent like 150 or $200 randomly. So I was like, maybe this is perfect for third party sellers randomly. Like you're just buying all these things. And you don't know what happened. Um, that's why I feel like when you go into the retail store, at least I just walk out and there's a hundred dollars you just spent randomly because you go in for one thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Especially with families. Uh, um, uh, I think it's you, you just look at Walmart or Target and you, yeah, there's hundred dollars down the drain. You just pull in the parking lot, it's gone. So <laughs> uh, you know, I like to me like I I would see something like Target maybe do a bit more curated marketplace where it's like not everybody can sell um, unless that maybe that brand fits Target. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Like anybody can sell anything on Amazon, um, and I know that logically they want to deliver the best products to the best customers. But yeah. we all we all know that there's problems with allowing everybody to sell. And, and, and I know that Amazon wants to have the best people selling, but you don't want to diminish that brand and it turn into something like eBay, like eBay is trying to make a comeback. Um, not that, I don't know if they'll ever be anywhere close to, to Amazon, but they're trying to rebrand where it's like, it's not just used stuff on, uh, on eBay. Um, right. And, uh, and I think that that's something that they really, really struggle with is how do you maintain the, 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 how do you preserve that brand image of like, we are the leader in, you know, in just online ordering in, in just a marketplace when you allow everybody.
0: Yeah. So- do you, do you think that's what Amazon's downfall is, is well, I, I know there's a wave what 2018 oh, or so where there was just a lot of a question oh sorry say <laughs> it, that again I said it's such a good question oh so. yeah where they just like let everyone in and then there was this big wave of like who's reliable <laughs> for like products that are just yeah. utter crap you know is that was that their downfall back in uh, what 2018 2017 when that all was kind of like going down
1: I think that amazon's biggest Uh, their biggest area of improvement can be just how they communicate with third party sellers. Um, And I think literally everyone will agree with me on that statement, but here's why, like, like we all have this love hate relationship with Amazon. We love Amazon, but then like, why did you do this? You won't even tell me why you did this thing and not to criticize Amazon. It's that it's just how you communicate. Like it could be done so much more efficiently. And I know you have Mm -hmm. to build systems on top of systems. I get all that. Um, But I think that I think that maybe they didn't understand back in 2015, 16, what was really happening when we've been seeing it. We see it every single day, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, unethical review gains, uh, cheating the system, hacking the system and and all these things. And we see it every single day. And it's like, if you had a, if you had a better, um, community with your sellers, you could understand that a lot quicker, you know? And so like now what they're trying to do is a lot of it is reactionary. it's like, well, now we're doing all these things to help prevent those types of things, which is a lot of it is like, you have to go through a lot of hoops to open up a brand new account, especially if you live overseas, if you're, if you're trying to sell in the U S marketplace and you're trying to, you know, establish a a selling on Amazon outside of the country. There's a lot of things you got to go through now, which I'm okay with, but It's there's a lot of the things that can be done. I mean, you know, we we see it all the time. Um, and it's like, you know, we every category we're in, even if we're not selling in that category, we can almost pick out uh, the the listing that's gained the system. So it's like, how can we do it? But Amazon can't. Um, I think that that just commute building that community of sellers that love Amazon as much as they love buying on it. I think that's the biggest. Impact they could make on their entire ecosystem.
0: Not so they, what, yeah, I'm yeah. not
1: complaining. I just uh, it's, uh, I you know, just saying it out loud.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, you got to say it out loud to almost like say if or if it is, you know, if, if it makes sense like out loud, or if you're just kind of swirling because we're in the like, weeds all all day long, you and I, and we kind of see it in a closer perspective. Um, but you mentioned like community. I, I think like in 2020, and the end of 2020, uh, and not even now, a lot of people are trying to figure out the social media side of things like influencers, but also the, like this new wave of like clubhouse and then TikTok, like all are both things that I've personally seen sellers just have 10,000 units sold because of a TikTok post yeah. and because it goes viral. And that was around Black Friday. Uh, his name is Scott Needham and he has like this, he, there's one influencer, it was just a weird product where I think it was like blacklight. It was this gel and you can like harden it. It was almost like a 3D printer, but with a yeah. pen or something like one of those tchotchke like uh, goods, but it kind of blew up in terms of like this market because of someone as an influencer posted in and went just bananas and people found it. How do you think that sellers kind of tap into not just that, but then on Clubhouse where you're just, Everyone's now an influencer or can be an influencer. It's community that can grow and kind of share these tips and tricks. How do you think that sellers can kind of tap into these kind of two entities? Because one is obviously visual and a very short snippet of content. The other one
1: is just all voice. Um, I think that, uh, so this kind of ties into that question. I got this question yesterday. It's like, should I be the face of my company? I don't know. What do you sell? So, uh, and and the reason I say that is like, it makes sense that I I should be the face of my company because of what I sell. But Mm -hmm. if I sold, like, let's say I sold leggings because I saw an an opportunity and I can sell that product better than a lot of people on Amazon, that's great that I'm good at that, but I shouldn't be in any videos or ads necessarily because women are going to listen to me when I'm like, Hey, buy these leggings and this is why. So, um, you know, that kind of, that being said. Uh, I think that the, the best things that go viral uh, are the ones that you can tell um, are it's a pure thing or it's just so it's such a parody of trying to be funny that it's just hilarious. You know, some people are really, really good at being funny uh, and, uh, and being creative and those things work. But I mean, like the, the some of the most viral things are just these pure moments that happen to be caught on video um and i i think that if you try to manufacture going viral it's just not going to work i think that if you try to focus on not try if you focus on why you want to do this and like your story is pretty powerful like humans just love a story if you focus on why you want to do this thing (laughs) and the story behind it and you can do it without trying to be like okay i'm going to make this tiktok video but not focus on trying to look at my conversions you know so like that that's the that's the biggest hurdle i think a lot of people selling online is like well i made 10 videos but i don't know if i got any sales from it like that's not the point of those videos that's mm-hmm. where everybody gets it wrong like ppc yes you drive sales because people are all on amazon scrolling through amazon to buy something nobody goes to TikTok to buy something. They're like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody even goes yeah. to Facebook to buy something unless it's the marketplace. Uh, but then you're still just like kind of casually just scrolling around. Cause it's like the 21st version, 21st century version of Craigslist, you know? So, um, if you do this without, with the idea of, I want to, I want to tell everybody why, I do this thing and why I'm the best at what I do and what my products offer and how I can help people like that. If you start focusing on those things versus like, well, you know, I'm not getting any sales from this. Like, you don't know. Like And and I think the great example, like, so Leron Hirshkorn posted this article about this couple that sells peanut butter, handmade peanut butter. It is a commodity. It's the most it's one of the most boring things. For a lot of people, it's just peanut butter. Like, how can you make this cool? And they had this incredible story. It's a company called Nerdy Nuts. So just everybody look it up. But Nerdy Nuts, all right. Yeah. So, but what's cool about it is like, they weren't trying to go viral. And then all of a sudden they had like 500,000 orders. And there's this was like September, October, they had a video go viral. Uh, And they're still trying to fulfill those orders. No, they didn't have 500,000 orders. They had $500,000 in sales. So big difference. Um, And there's a lot of cool, unique things that they did. Um, but they, they weren't, it, you can watch the videos and they don't have a huge following either. Like they don't have like a million and, or 3 million followers or anything. Um, but so it just kind of shows the power of community and, and, and if people can like how you kind of grab their attention, so to speak. Um, but it, it it's an incredible story. So
0: interesting. It, I've never heard of this brain before. So we're just going to add for everyone who watches this nerdy nuts, if you're listening affiliate commissions are coming to Barcus and ryan yeah, kramer exactly let's uh <laughs> so All that's interesting orders, so. yeah i was gonna say I, he made small batch peanut butter tree so you said you said uh in terms of this how they're standing out it was just because of a wave of like influencers what, what was the distinguishing factor of I yeah i don't think it was influence- why they popped
1: it's they just kind of made peanut butter not boring like i love peanut butter don't get me wrong but they started making different things in the peanut butter to sell. They kind of got, you know, they kind of jumped on some trends, making certain peanut butter um, um, around current events for 2020 and and those kind of things blew up. Uh, So I think that a big thing for them is like limited edition stuff, you know, that, That Hey, we're going to make this small batch, limited edition peanut butter with like, I don't know, like, uh Reese's chocolate in it or mm-hmm. or just chocolate, you know. So um I do the kind of like these unique things that's limited time and I think that really drove a lot of stuff but they're just really good at um at their content, on their content and they attributed all of it to TikTok. You know interesting. So uh
0: it's- that's the thing is like how do you how do you measure that it's coming from TikTok? Is it just because like that, that's a hard thing to measure for me because I don't think there's like an ad platform that they're currently doing. It's almost just the content that it's shown on video. And then all of a sudden people are like, is it just yeah. organic searches? How are people attributing success to TikTok? Is it just, well, they have a
1: self-service ad platform. Um, And then, so you can see certain things, but it's not like you can drive people, you know, like if, if it's on Shopify, you can, you can attribute your sales from, from pretty much anywhere. Like you can see where I'm getting these from this Twitter post or, or this blog post, or you know, I'm getting a lot of social reference from Pinterest, for example. So, you can you can you can attribute it. Like, you can't see direct sales. Uh, you can't see like, well, I drove, uh, you know, fifteen thousand people from TikTok, and then they all made this purchase. So, that's a little bit harder. But um, yeah, there's there you can definitely see. There's definitely analytics, um, on the like from a creator's uh, like a creator dashboard.
0: Awesome. Um, you're so you were successful in, in terms of like ranking, and still are. I would say like what what do you think is changing? Sorry, I was all good. No, it's okay. She, I think she wants to answer. Um, in terms of like ranking strategies, I know there's like a lot of people who are like hit and miss in terms of like what they think is successful and what's kind of like black hat, you know, gray hat, or like what what's like acceptable. For 2021, what things are changing? It's almost hard with like inventory levels, and then like there's all these different things. Of do you just do PPC? Do you do it like through influencers? Do you do coupons? You know, search, find, buy. What yeah. are the different tactics? Do you think that people are going to rely heavily on in 2021? Uh, so, um, so we'll, that are obviously compliant with Amazon. We're not going to do yeah, anything. yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, like you always want to have. You obviously want to start off like with a great endpoint, like a great listing. It, you, it needs to have. And I'm talking about the basics, so I know this might be boring for some people, but like you've got to have high quality images, okay. you know, write right your uh listings for. Please. Hey, hold on. No hey. problem. Come, here. Come right over here. Come here. <laughs> Come
0: here. <laughs> and again, everyone for joining the live. We're talking with Barcus Patty. If you're listening, thank you so much uh for hopping on. When we're working at home in the era of 2020 and 2021, we have things that are happening that you know, if you go live, there's nothing wrong with uh, taking care of your kids if they need you, because obviously everyone's working from home now, especially with school, not all being in session everywhere. But when you have to jump in and take care of the kids, that's always something we have to have to do. First and foremost, we're our parents first and then we're entrepreneurs and, as, you know, workers second. So,
1: yeah,
0: this hey, it happens. It's all the time. No problem whatsoever in terms of. So, yeah, you were talking about ranking strategies. Yeah. So let's just. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: I was just gonna say, let's just assume that your listing is already uh, done properly, you know, mm-hmm. um, high, high quality images, you know, write it for SEO for Amazon SEO, but also have some creative in there, uh, you know, as far as like, you you don't want it to be stuffed with keywords, where it's just like, this keyword, this keyword, this keyword, this keyword in the title. Um, so let's assume that's all there, you know, um, because that's the most important, like, you can just drive traffic forever. But if it's a crappy listing, It's not going to convert. So, um, I think that I think people should entertain driving as much traffic from as many places as possible. Um, Then that's harder to do in the beginning, and especially with um, you know if you're on a shoestring budget, if you're you know if you're cash strapped, you've got to be very smart about it. And I think that's what's happened in the past year or so is a lot of Amazon sellers have gotten really smart really quickly. Because you can't just can't really launch a brand new product with just one source of traffic these days, in my opinion. Now, there are outliers and people, you know, people can uh, people have done it before with just PPC or just uh, a launch platform. But I think PPC is a great tool. Um, There's obviously a ton of outside services that can help you with uh, running some sort of rebate. Uh, I love social media. Um, driving it from there, building some sort of list, building an email list and a text messaging list and a messenger list. Uh, you know, not just focusing on one one type of list. I think that's a super important. Um, and then just understanding how to talk to all of those people because everybody reacts a little bit differently. Like you don't want to write fifteen hundred words when you send somebody a text message in a text messaging campaign,
0: right? Almost so- branding through those kinds of messages too. But then. Obviously, yeah. like capturing that information. Do you think that data is going to be harder to come by uh, for Amazon sellers in 2021 in terms of like, I see it because, you know, all the things with like antitrust, like what is, what's truly Amazon's possession? What is, you know, what can sellers tap into in that capacity? Is that something that you think might come to more fruition this year? Um, <laughs>
1: sorry. She's, she, don't sorry. worry about it. Um. No, I think that the one of the things that Amazon does get well with does well with sellers is they're constantly building new tools for sellers. Uh, the biggest thing is brand registry, uh, brand analytics, which is insane. The amount of data you get from there, Amazon attribution, and a lot of the creative stuff like Amazon stores and Amazon Lives. I think that they are they're learning like our our customers need tools, you know, um, and I think that they're doing a really great job as far as bringing unique tools that give you unique data. Uh, like brand analytics data, like you, you're not allowed to. No software company is allowed to take that data and then uh, and pull it into another piece of software. So,
0: um,
1: right. But anyway, it, it's. Uh, I think that the data is just going to get better. I think that Facebook and and Twitter and all the social media will get a little bit smarter. Like, what data can we deliver to people that are selling on our marketplaces, and, and like what benefits them? You know, hundred um, I, th- I just think it's going to get, I think the data will get better and I think the data will get smarter over time. Um, that's going to take a while um, because technology is just constantly evolving. And then, you know, we're all still learning how to just use social media in general. So, like, what works best on Facebook won't work well on, on TikTok and vice versa. But there's different data we want from Facebook versus TikTok as well. So,
0: yeah. Is there anything else? Like, I know we're almost close to the top of the hour. What, and obviously with kids at home, (laughs) we can always hop on another time too. But what is kind of the most exciting thing for you as a seller, but also, you know, person who loves everything e-commerce, is it, is it something that's like a feature or is it something where you're seeing trends go, um, in that capacity? Yeah.
1: Um, so I love trends. I love, I love talking about commerce in general, um, and and looking at those trends and looking at, you know, Amazon, everything the biggest thing that I'm excited about is like the fact that like I made so many mistakes, but I can, I can just kind of, I can still start over, you know, like the, the, what I I made a bunch of mistakes and and lost a lot of money and that. And, you know, I'm not the only person that that's happened to, but I still have the opportunity at, at any time to build that back up. You know, like if I owned a building, if I own my own retail location, that's not as easy to do. Um, so like that's what I love about e-commerce. Is like, yeah, you can make a bunch of mistakes, you can lose money, whether it's a restaurant or a retail location or or online, but the ability to the ability to scale and reach the kind of people that you want to talk to is immense. But then, you know, you mess up, you can still you can still fix things. So that's yeah. what I'm excited about
0: awesome I love that well I know I know you have to go I know you're kind of busy on a Friday everyone kind of kind of wants to wind down for the week if if you're not busy but uh, I know Fridays are super sacred things are hopping on today uh, how can people kind of reach out to you or if, if they want to pick your brain if they hear this a little bit later um, what would be the best way to get in touch with you
1: uh, I mean Facebook honestly uh, Facebook or Instagram is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me Um,
0: are you on, te- are you on clubhouse? Yeah, that's a question. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Clubhouse. Uh, we need, we didn't even talk about clubhouse. Yeah, I'm on clubhouse.
0: Um, I'm going to do, I think I don't want to do a round table of people talking about clubhouse because I, because I, <laughs> this is how sad it is. I think every Amazon seller is an Apple user uh, besides myself, because I am not on clubhouse yet and it's this big wave of FOMO right now. I am not on it. I really want to, in terms of like engaging with people. I just think it's something that it sucks because you can't, if you don't have an Apple iPhone or an Apple iPad or an iPad, yeah, obviously yeah, I won't yeah. say Apple in front of them. Those are branded terms. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't get on. So that's the only unfortunate thing is,
1: it on purpose though. You know that. I know. So.
0: Well, I, I know. And that's the thing is like, I swear to God, every single Amazon influencer seller, whatever <laughs> it has an Apple product. It feels like yeah. at least, but soon enough it'll be on, you know, desktop. I have a Mac. Yeah, I just can't get it on the Mac. Um, yeah but then Android as well. So hopefully soon that would be fun to talk about just doing a roundtable of like influencers and get in touch with you, obviously on Clubhouse. Is that what? what's your uh, tag on that? It's just, Bar- it just Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. See, you get in early and you can I get, get like, first names.
1: Yeah. I would love to eventually just buy all the social media where it's just like Bark. there's a lot of people that have that as a last name, um, but okay. I, it's just so unique. I just, I just want to buy their tags one day.
0: Well, there's like Barkus, like there's those dot clubs now, and those are new, like, as are like uh, URLs that a lot of people are buying up right now, especially yeah. if you start to drive commerce to it. So you can get all the Barkus dot club or something like that and just have your own club.
1: Yeah. Hey, I know we got to leave real quick, but one trend that you brought up real quick, I want to touch on. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, e commerce is so I, I talked about this at the beginning. Like, so Facebook and Instagram, if you are, you can sell on your uh, business pages. So you can set up a shop that's been there for a while, but now they have it set up where people can directly check out on Facebook and Instagram. The reason I want to talk about it is to me, that is, uh, that's going to be a big push in e-commerce because I, myself as a consumer and I I know others feel the same way. I hate, I might find something interesting on Facebook, but I Mm -hmm. don't necessarily want to leave Facebook to go buy this thing.
0: Right. Okay. So almost like a redirect within the ecosystem of you can buy this one topic or like almost like an Instagram where you instead of Shopify highlight the product and then purchase it there.
1: Yeah. So they have native checkout built into Instagram and Facebook now. And I think that in the next, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, you're just going to see a flood of social media apps do the same thing. It wouldn't surprise me at all if TikTok all of a sudden is like, now they, they would have to master this technology, but if you could, figure out a way to, if it's a live video, is like just to click on that product that like mm-hmm. I want to buy it right there and like not, not leave TikTok. it
0: That'd be huge. So but all think- the processing is done there. It's all, you know, yeah. shipping and all customer information gets tied into it. Yeah. And like your Facebook,
1: and Instagram can connect to a Shopify site. They can connect it to Amazon, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that's, that's where things are heading and and amazon that that's why they're building out posts and, and doing the amazon lives and so if they see the power in social media they're just still trying to build their own ecosystems of social media instead right. of hey how do we connect with others necessarily so
0: awesome. Um, no i like that we we should definitely like get a group of people on to touch and how you can be successful in that regards and and go from there but hey th- hey man thanks for hopping on i know it's kind of crazy at home but uh right. no hey no it's not your fault i I, I had Amazon deliveries show up and my dog is going yeah. crazy. So for everyone who's watching live again, thank you so much for joining us on Friday. We keep it very low key. We'll do this more. Uh, um, we'll try to do more on Fridays about like, ask me anything so next week. I actually go live again, Marcus, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, we'll, we'll do it again, again soon. So you're thank now officially you a, sure. a friend of the show. So anytime you want to hop on, just let me know. And ping. T- me. That's why my funds are always buzzing. They're like, Hey, tell him to say this or ask this question. So uh, <laughs> open invitation to people who hop on the show for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, man. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. And then again, for everyone who's watching again, this is crossover commerce, or if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, thank you for subscribing and listening on either Apple music, uh, Amazon music, uh, Google podcasts, and, or, um, Spotify. So wherever you consume these podcasts, go ahead and download and subscribe today. Also, I go live on all these social media channels. So go ahead and uh, for future notifications, subscribe to ping pong payments on either YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm also on social media. So find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We go live on all these channels so that you can interact with us. And then also, uh, if you're listening to this, make sure you ask your questions because we want this to be as informative as possible. Again, this is brought to you by Ping Pong Payments, uh, a global, uh, you know, in terms of banking solutions, check us out in terms of a free uh, service. Go ahead and check us out to help international growth opportunities, buying and are sending and receiving payments. I'm Ron Kramer, the host of the show Crossover Commerce. Again, thank you. to my guest, Marcus Patty of Helium 10. Next week, we'll be live five times again. <laughs> I stretched myself to another five times. We're going to touch on a lot of different And I got to end the broadcast. Look, I go back and then we're not even into the broadcast. So Barkus, I apologize if you just randomly appeared again. Uh, But again, everyone, thank you so much for joining us live. We'll go ahead and see you next time on Crossover